You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. I like it. I'm aloof but thoughtful. And when he's confronted with the idea of dating these noobsies, half of whom he's Botoxed himself, he will realize that the only woman he wants is you. And he will call you for dinner. I'll suggest all foreigners a table by the window. I'm impressed. You're sneakier than I thought, Kirsten Cohen. Well, being around you all these years, it's rubbed off. Welcome back to Let's Talk OC, and OC podcast. I'm Michelle, and my co-host Liz and I are doing things a little differently this week. With everything that is going on, we are practicing social distancing, but we still wanted to podcast and especially talk about this episode, which is such a big turning point in season three. It sets up the second half of the season. That being said, we're a podcast network that always records in person. And on this platform and this medium, so many podcasts record remotely and virtually. We're just not used to that. In fact, the last time we've recorded a Skype episode, interview-wise, was back in 2018 via Skype. So it's been a minute. And to say we're rusty is an understatement. So the audio quality of this episode is not great. If you've been with us for a while, you know it comes... It comes with the territory. We've had so many technical difficulties, but we still wanted to get this episode out. Liz and I have been dying to watch this episode, and we were dying to talk about it, and we're so glad that you guys sent us questions and comments and that you're here to listen. With everything that is going on, we hope that this can produce just a little bit of an escape for you if you can handle the audio quality. I apologize on that, but... One of the positives of being quarantined is you're learning things about yourself, and I hope you guys are finding positive and light. One of the things I learned is that I need to adjust and learn the backhands of our recording program and Skype. So next week's episode is going to sound much better, and if you're a Gossip Girl fan, Three Gossip Girl podcast is going to sound much better than this one this week. So... With all of that being said, we are talking about Season 3, Episode 14, The Cliffhanger. Original air date, February 2nd, 2006. was written by J.J. Philbin, directed by Michael Lang. Summer learns the truth about Seth, and Johnny learns the truth about Marissa. This is the episode where Johnny falls off the cliff. Enjoy our recap into it the episode opens we have sandy in a very comfortable looking robe i mentioned the i wrote down the robe i love that robe right it's such a dad robe i love it he walks into the pool house to wake up ryan because seth is missing uh seth's alarm was going off and sandy went into his bedroom and realized he was gone so he wakes up ryan in a panic and ryan lies and says he had a calc exam yeah. And Sandy is kind of skeptical, and he's like, Ryan, if anything was going on, you would tell me, right? Mm-hmm. Gives him the guilt. Yeah, and Ryan's like, yeah, 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 of course, of course. So Ryan goes for a walk and finds Seth on the pier, and Seth says he was taking the sunrise, and he wanted to be alone. Right, and he tells Ryan that he had a really bad interview. 
Yeah, right. And that he also didn't tell Summer about the interview. And he didn't tell Summer, yeah. Yeah. And then he asks him if he came down to the pier to buy more weed. Yeah. <laughs> Which he was like, uh, you know, and I'm like, wow, it'd be really early to buy weed. Yeah, I guess that was the time that people were buying weed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, over at the Cooper trailer, Marissa and Caitlin are talking and they're trying to make small talk. But Caitlin, she's trying to pick out a cute bathing suit because Johnny's going to give her a surf lesson. Yeah. Yeah. And Marissa, she keeps saying she's not mad about Johnny, but Caitlin totally knows she's lying and keeps pressing the matter of like, listen, just admit it. We should talk about this. And Marissa's like, look into my eyes. I'm not lying. But she's like, I'm not mad. Do I look mad? Like her face is supposed to like give this big inkling that she's like super mad. But she's like, I'm not mad. Do I look mad? I'm okay. It's fine. Yeah. So Caitlin meets Johnny at the beach for the lesson. But the thing is, she's not really into it. And Johnny's distracted. Yeah. and But but even before that, Caitlin, when Johnny's going to go pick her up, Caitlin and Marissa have a conversation where she forces Marissa pretty much to tell, well, to not say it, but say it, that she likes Johnny. Right. Well, that's what she keeps saying is like, I, I don't care about Johnny. Like everything that's going on between us isn't about Johnny. And Caitlin's like, um, yeah, it is girlfriend. Right. And then he walks over kind of hearing like the tail end of their conversation. Uh, and I'm like, oh, did he hear it? He had to have heard it. I know. Ooh. And so like, obviously he's distracted when he's trying to give Caitlin a surf lesson. Right, right. But Caitlin's also like, why don't we just ditch this and go rent a movie or something? Right. She's like, I just want to be around Johnny. I don't have to be doing this stupid surf thing. But then Johnny says, like, I'm sorry, I'm just really distracted. Yeah. And he also (laughs) says that, like, listen, Marissa and I, we have a complicated history. I know. I laughed at that, too, because I'm like, well, you had the complicated history. (laughs) Like, it wasn't you and Marissa dating and it's complicated because you guys broke up and it's awkward. It's like, no, you're the one that had feelings and you continually can't get away from Marissa. So it's like complicated on your end. It is complicated on Marissa's end too, but it's, I just thought that was really funny. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, Over at Harbor, Seth tries to talk to Summer. He approaches her. She's sitting outside on a cute bench, which Mm. I'm like, we're never outside on benches. Never. Never. But Seth tries to tell Summer about the fact that he didn't go on the interview, and she's so distracted because she hit it off with the guy. His name is Shelly, and she's writing a thank you note to him, and Seth, of course, lies again, but he's like, yeah, I always win it over with the ladies or something like along those lines. Right. And Summer looks at him and is like, um, Shelly's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and so Seth, you know, is starting to spiral, and he's like, no, 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 you know, she, he just had, like, feminine energy, and he storms off, and she has a feeling that he's Yeah, lying. she knows now. Something is up. Yeah. So Seth gets the idea that he wants to reschedule his interview and Summer kind of follows him and she goes and talks to a counselor and she finds out that Seth actually didn't go to the interview because there was a car accident. 
Because right, that was, a, tra- a tractor trailer or something right, like that was toppled the, over. Yeah, because that was the lie that Seth uh, came up with. And so Summer is now like heated and she calls him a little bitch underneath. Yes, <laughs> I love that. That was so funny. Uh, Marissa is in the lounge and Ryan and her talk. He brings her coffee. And it's funny because they know that Seth didn't go on the interview. So they ask like, you know, when is Summer going to find out? And also, I wanted Summer to beat up Seth for pot, you know? Yeah. yeah. I really liked this scene for some reason because I felt like Ryan, I you know, he told his girlfriend everything that's going on, like, as you do in a relationship. So, like, Summer's the only one who doesn't know about it, and Marissa just happens to be her best friend. So I just thought it was, like, great. Yeah, I that, agree. Like, Marissa and Ryan had that. Like, so, like, she knows what's going on in his, like, pretty much stepbrother's life yeah but but she doesn't but summer doesn't know so i just thought that was like sweet and like comforting weirdly enough but like i'm like oh you know marissa and ryan at it again like teamwork yeah no (laughs) i agree with you especially because it's kind of a neutral playing ground because things between them are so awkward with the whole caitlin thing and the johnny thing and she starts like she's talking about how frustrated she is, but then Ryan's like, "Wait, are we talking about Seth and Summer? Are we talking yeah. about Caitlin?" And she's like, "No, it's just sister stuff." Sister stuff. And yeah. then even Ryan, under his breath, is like, "Sister stuff." Like yeah. he's so confused. <laughs> yeah, and so Caitlin brings her sister stuff to the pool house and is waiting for Ryan, which I'm like, "Oh my, oh god. my god, Caitlin!" And it's funny because Ryan's all of us. He's like, "When do you go?" Back back to school Mm -hmm. yeah little does he know she doesn't and she's like um it's midwinter break ryan it's a long time (laughs) (laughs) but she's there because she wants to talk about the triangle slash square that is of them with ryan and johnny and marissa and she goes you know I just, I want to ask your opinion because when I asked Marissa about how she feels towards Johnny, she didn't actually deny it. Right. And then she tells Ryan to find out where he stands once and for all. Yeah. And also, can you talk to Marissa for me? Because Mm -hmm. if you guys are together, then why can't I be with Johnny? Right. Oh, oh my God, God it's so bad. So Ryan, she he asks Marissa to the diner and they meet and Marissa's sitting there with her coffee cup and she's like, Ryan, is everything okay? Because like you seem really concerned. And he like totally point straight up was like, I need you to know how you feel about Johnny. Yeah, like no frills. He was just like, cut the bullshit. Let's talk about this. And I was like, ooh, as the audience, I'm like, no, this is awkward. I know. And she's like, I'm with you. And he's like, no, like, maybe you feel sorry for him. Maybe you thought you could only talk to him when you couldn't talk to me. Maybe you're in love with him. You got to figure it out until then. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you. It's like, but like, but then it pissed me off so much because he didn't even let her explain or just like have any rebuttal to it like she could have been like well yeah actually i do love him like let's cut it here like he didn't even know what she was gonna say he didn't allow that and i hate that i know let someone tell you how they feel let someone apologize to you like don't never cut them off so that pissed me off i also feel like because caitlin brought up how ryan has changed like he doesn't punch people anymore and he's better Mm -hmm. at talking but this is such a ryan atwood trait of like when he gets so heated it's like no this is it like, I'm not going to let you say anything. You yeah, know? yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, 
So we see Chewie and Johnny, they're hanging out in Johnny's bedroom, and he's like, you're in love with Marissa Cooper. And she was like, I have never seen you be like this. You need to make the decision. You either have to go go cold turkey or you take your shot, which at this point, I'm like, didn't we already do this? I know. So he's like, what, like just last chance. But it's like, but she's in a relationship. But I guess it doesn't matter. But whatever. Yeah, but we, we have done this before. Like he has told her he loves her. Then they're trying to be friends, but it's still really awkward. And now he's going to tell her again. Yeah, like, and like he also tried to kiss her. Right. <laughs> it just like, he tried to do so many things, and she was like, "Nah, no. not about it." <laughs> but for some reason, this he like gets all excited. He's like, "Yeah, you're right. She could love me too." <laughs> yeah, or maybe like with the conversation that Caitlin and Marissa had, he, like I said, maybe he got in the, on the tail end of that and was yeah. like, oh, maybe she does have underlying feelings that she won't express because she's with Ryan. Right. So maybe if I try one last time, maybe somehow she'll leave him, but it didn't work. Right. It did not work. I know. So Marissa and Johnny, they meet at the beach and like straight up, here's another boy who's just oh like, my God. Alice feelings. He's like, I love you. I think you love me too. <laughs> God. And she's like, oh. But, and he's going on and yeah. on of just like justifying her actions towards him. Like, you always came around. I tried to get rid of you and you always came back to me. And it's like, yeah, I get what you're saying, Johnny. Everything you're saying yes, a 16 or 17-year-old boy would be like, wow, yeah, I actually think this girl likes me, which he was all of us because we all, it all seemed like maybe Marissa did like him and then, but we're confused as to why she's so magnetically attracted to him. Yeah, right. So it's just like, eh, you're not wrong, Johnny, but also like, ooh, give it up. <laughs> and so he's like, because she's kind of taken aback because I think she yeah. also doesn't know how to, deal with her feelings and he's like listen you don't have to say anything right now just think about it <laughs> right so what like surprised me but also i'm like wow johnny has some set of balls is he goes to the pool house and he tells ryan that he's in love with marissa yeah, which and, I thought was really ballsy. Right? I don't know what he expected the outcome to be. He wanted to apologize to him, which I appreciate. But I don't really know what he thought Ryan was going to like say to him. Yeah, because Ryan's like, what do you want, my blessing? Right. And the thing is, like, Ryan and Johnny have always had this relationship of, which does come out later, but he is always saving him. He has been a good friend to him. And it's like, Johnny, that was ballsy admirable but also not necessary right and also did you catch when he came in he's like oh kirsten let me in she seems nice yeah and it was just strange i guess because they have rapport with each other like the friendship but not really the friendship but I, i don't know but also the fact that didn't kirsten and johnny meet at the bar mitzvah oh 
you know yes yeah i mean i I was like wait i'm pretty sure you guys all danced together in a huddle yeah maybe like they never spoke this is the first time they're actually talking but whatever we'll give it to them (laughs) yeah so marissa and caitlin have are so hostile towards each other and marissa says earlier in the episode how she can't wait for Caitlin to go home, like to leave yeah. and to go back to school. And so they meet at the pier, which is really funny because she's like, do you want to go to the Paul Frank sale? It's like, oh, my God, I love Paul Frank. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but Caitlin, again, has some like truth talk of like, you can never make a decision. And she brings up a memory of when they were kids and Baskin Robbins and choosing ice cream. And she's like, you need to make a decision and trust your gut. Which I'm like, I love what she's saying, but also for me watching Marissa Cooper, I feel like that's not really her personality uh, in a way. Like I get maybe she's always, she's conflicted at times and obviously with this whole Johnny thing she is, but like to me there was no question that she was going to stay with Ryan. Like I knew that she was never going to leave him for Johnny even first time around. So it's just the fact that Caitlin's like, oh, you need to make a decision. I'm like, she already made her decision, though. If she would have wanted Johnny, she would have wanted to pursue that. Same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. But I like what Caitlin's saying. Like, she makes a really good point because as the audience, a lot of times, yes, Marissa is conflicted. (laughs) Yeah. She doesn't have that, like, cutthroat where, like, Julie and Caitlin have. She's more of a Jimmy in that sense. So... It's like it's it's painful to watch, it is. but also you understand why she is the way she is and why I keep talking about how much I love Marissa this time around is because I really, truly understand her. Same. Same. I agree. Um, so after that conversation, Marissa ends up writing Johnny a letter and she drops it off at his house and his mom, Gwen. This is so weird. Hey, Gwen. She ends up giving it to him. Yeah, she's like, Johnny, Marissa came here. I don't, the way she said it, I was like, whoa, is she on drugs or something? <laughs> I don't know. All right. So meanwhile, with Seth and Summer, Seth uh, has not told Summer at this point about the interview. And Summer approaches him at his home. He's about to have breakfast with his family. Yeah. And she comes in and she's like, Seth, I need to talk to you in private upstairs. She brings him upstairs. She slaps him. Yeah, she told him he's in a deceit spiral. (laughs) (laughs) And she says how, like, I don't like liars. Why did you do this? And he finally says, like, I got scared and I didn't tell you because I was embarrassed. And, you know, he's really scared because they're going to go away next year if they go together. He's going to be her nerdy boyfriend. And she's like, I'm going to be your dumb girlfriend. Right. But she says she understands. And she's like, listen. You're totally exonerated, but if you have anything else you need to tell me, now is your time. And, of course, he doesn't mm-hmm, tell her mm-hmm. about smoking. Not that easy. <laughs> it's not. And the thing is, is, like, if it was just those two times or whatever, as Seth said, he smoked twice, do we really need to tell Summer? No, but if you're going to continue to do it, it's... Right. You know, and by yourself, it's not like it's like a social thing. It's like I just need it to calm myself down. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like, girl, people are going to smell that on you, bro. Like, it's not going to be very, like, dis- you're not just dis- tricking anyone in right. this. Right. 
Uh, quick fill in about the parents because I feel yeah. like this is a good break for all the kiddos. We set everyone up. Yeah. Okay. So Julie and Kirsten, they are going over new match applicants, and Julie's so depressed about Neil, and so she Kirsten, can't even think. I know. <laughs> and Kirsten, she suggests that she pitches new match to Dr. Roberts. That way, she could be around him, try to hook him up with you know eligible bachelorettes. But then he's not going to be able to decide, and ultimately, Julie will be the one. Right. And so she's like, wow, Kirsten, you're sneakier than I thought. And so Julie ends up bringing over the book of ladies to Neil, and he is like, wow, I'm going to need some time picking a woman. And every time he mentions someone... She like makes a comment like, "Oh, she has braces," or "Oh, <laughs> she's pear shaped." <laughs> so, so he ends up picking this woman named Laura. They go out on a date, and Julie decides that she's going to spy. Did you love this? I absolutely loved it. I laughed out loud, like very loudly. So right, she's definitely the comic relief of this episode. Definitely. And so. Neil and his date are at a table and Julie's behind them and she's dressed all in black with big sunglasses and she's on the phone with Kirsten repeating what's happening. And Taryn, who we haven't seen in so long. So long, I know. Uh, she walks in and she totally blows up Julie's spot and she's like, oh my God, is that you, Julie? And of course, Neil hears and Neil sees Julie and he ends up laughing. Right, yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> it's cute, it's cute. And so obviously Julie's so depressed and she's so embarrassed at this point. So she's at home and she's making Hot Pockets and drinking wine coolers. <laughs> and she gets a knock at her door and it's Neil. And he's stopping by to thank her about Laura. But then he says that he wants her. Yeah, I really smiled. I put a heart here. He says, when I'm not around you, I miss you. I know. I'm like, oh, so, that's so sweet. I think we have to ship them. Oh, I ship them. Uh, Jill? Jill. Or is it like Newly? Or Newly. Newly is so much better than Jill. Jill sounds like cheese or something. Yeah, it just sounds gross. Neil. No. Newly? Newly. Newly is so much better. Oh, Newly. I love, I love Newly. Uh, with Sandy, it turns out that the hospital isn't an actual done deal. Yeah, which, why? It's so weird. <laughs> I it's, thought we were done with this. I know, but it turns out they actually have to win over the doctors. And the head of the board of the doctors is this guy named Henry Griffin. And his daughter turns out to be someone from Matt's past. Right, and she's always had a crush on him. Yeah, and so Matt is like, oh, I could take her out. And Sandy's like, no, I don't want you using someone's daughter so we could get ahead. Right. And he's like, he's like, I don't think you have the stomach for this, Sandy, because I'm not going to use her. We have a rapport. And so Sandy and Kirsten, they're out, and they are eating dinner on uh, one night, and he sees Matt with Maya, Who's the girl's name? She's Henry yeah. Griffin's And he's daughter. pissed. <laughs> he's so pissed. And Kirsten's like, listen, like, just because they're on a date, they could end up married. They could end up in love. They could end up breaking up. It has nothing to do with you getting the hospital. And I know you really want it. Mm-hmm. So kind of, you just got to let it be. And Sandy's like, well, where's the line? 
Right. He doesn't want to be another Caleb. Yeah. And draw and very blur that line. And then Matt does come to see him later. Yeah. Right. And he yep. says to him that um he that Sandy has to bend the rules. Right. Like you gotta lighten up a little bit. And, yeah. You know, perhaps this isn't really the business for you. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So now that we're all caught up on all the parents, the stuff that Lisa and I are about to talk about is everything that's happening simultaneously. So this is like where shit goes down. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So it's nighttime. Ryan's in the pool house. He's watching TV. And Marissa, after she drops off the letter to Johnny, she comes to visit and she apologizes to Ryan and she says, I'm sorry I ever made you wonder. Right. And he, she, he, she said, it's not about him. It's about me. And I'm like, OK, good for you, Marissa. It is about you. You need to figure out like yourself. Yeah. I have to worry about these boys. Right. And she says, like, you know, it might have been the fact that I wasn't able to talk to you about Trey. And then the Mm -hmm. fact that Caitlin is hooking up with Johnny. It just threw me through a loop. And I want to get through this. And I want to try. And Ryan's like, it's not that easy. Yeah. He's like not even like entertaining it at all, which I think is so bizarre like if you love this person and they're telling you like hey it's oh it's you and I want to be with you and I needed you at a time and like we weren't there for each other you would I just I'm just surprised at Ryan I guess I shouldn't be but I'm just surprised on the way he acted in this episode a little bit I know because especially going back to the diner scene where he said I need you to make a decision and here she is being vulnerable and saying I'm sorry and owning up to what she did and she's saying I'm choosing you and then he's like it's not that easy right it's like bro and she's like can we just go back to the way things were and like he, he says like I don't think it's that easy where things are extremely complicated. So she's like, all right, so can we like start with dinner at least? Like, let's get to know each other again because they have been, even though it doesn't seem like it has been in a while because that whole tray thing has been since the beginning of this season. Yeah. Like the school, like we haven't, yeah, we haven't really talked about it in a while. So it feels like so distant from the audience, but like they really truly never talked about it. I know. In, in detail with each other because like this was Ryan's brother he tried to rape Marissa then Marissa shot him he ran away it's like there's a lot a lot a lot of heavy stuff there yeah. and now unfortunately as the episodes progress like Marissa still holds that right like and, she always will but right and Ryan I'm, wasn't there yeah and I'm glad that they keep bringing it up because it's a super traumatic yeah scenario it makes it more realistic that like they would just all of a sudden just get over it and move on like that doesn't happen in relationships it does caitlin she's in the trailer at home and she's watching a movie and johnny stops by so at this point we're like okay johnny read the letter and she answers the door and she jokes like which cooper are you here to see and he says i'm here for you i feel like we never got a chance to party i let's go for a bonfire and drink tequila yeah and she's like totally and i'm like uh she's 15 but i get it she's been waiting right and she's been waiting too she's dying to spend some alone time with johnny so this is his perfect opportunity but he's little does she know he's like i need to 
not be present. I need to just drink and like try and get my mind off everything Marissa. Yeah, which is exactly what they do. They go to the beach, they make a fire, and she's she takes a swig of the tequila and she's like, I wish we had something to mix with this. And he's like, oh, you won't even notice in a couple of sips. And she... I loved this scene because she makes a comment of like, oh, we need more firewood about with the fire. And he goes, the fire is kind of dying. And I felt that was so perfect for this. So poetic. So poetic. poetic. (laughs) And she's like, "Uh, can't we just hook up already? And he like starts mumbling. And so she goes off to find driftwood and we see him with the letter. Yeah, could you read the letter? I couldn't. Could you? It was like fuzzy. I was like, oh, are we supposed to be seeing what she's saying in here? Because they're not making it like zoomed in clear for us. I mean, you can assume what she said in it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder if like maybe it was just the way because I'm I'm not too close to my TV from in my bedroom. But like, yeah, I was like, oh, maybe it's clearer on another TV. But I guess not. (laughs) I can't. I'll try to find it online. Maybe maybe our buddy, everything that was see, they have it. Oh, yeah, maybe I could try and find that. But she goes off to find Driftwood. He decides he's going to burn the letter and she comes back and she asks about the letter. And he's like, I just don't want to remember this. Yeah. And he gets drunk super quickly, I felt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then he decides he's going to go off and climb rocks. And Caitlin's like, haha, it's not funny, but he just keeps going. Yeah. Uh, Seth, he's in his room smoking, and Summer comes aggressively knocking, and He's, she's like, why is your door locked? What are you doing? She brought two movies. She's all that and Save the Last Dance. So I was like, yes, yes great girl. classics. <laughs> and she smells something, but he's like, it's incense. I was doing yoga. And I was had really bad ass. I thought that was the funniest thing. Yeah. And so they go downstairs to watch the movies. And Seth is so inspired about Save the Last Dance. He's so <laughs> glad she got into Juilliard, <laughs> which is so funny. But obviously he's high. Yeah. And he's staring at the blue screen, which is just literally the blue screen after a movie plays. And he's like, I can't believe how blue this is. And we should go for a little dippy dip in the ocean. (laughs) And then Summer's like, something's up here. Yeah. So Summer goes snooping. And as she trails off, Seth's like, we should take our pants off, which was so funny. And so Summer goes sleeping in Seth's room, and she finds the weed. Ew. Ew. (laughs) Uh, Marissa and Ryan, they're back in the pool house after getting their takeout. She asks, like, or he, I think it was Ryan, goes, like, what do you want from me? Yeah, he was so angry saying that. She's like, oh, the silent treatment again, like we did in the car. And it's like, okay, Marissa, granted, what did you want him to say? And then they end up kind of breaking the silence a little bit and getting back to a little bit of loving. Because we haven't (laughs) seen them make out in so long. No, I feel like that's been missing. Definitely been missing. Yeah. And so they're making out and it's it's sweet for a teenage make out. Yeah. And because, you know, it's really needed. And Marissa's phone rings and He's like, do you have to get that? And she's like, no. And it keeps ringing. So she's like, all right, hold on. And she says, it's Caitlin. 
And she's like, all right, I'll get rid of her. So she picks up and she's like, Caitlin, I'll call you back. And Caitlin is on the other line because obviously she's with Johnny and she's frantic. And she's like, you have to come get me. I'm really worried. I'm scared. You know, Johnny's climbing racks. And then Ryan gets on the phone, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's actually in trouble. We're coming. We're on our way. I'm like, all right, but then there's my dependable Ryan again. So it's like, how do I stay mad at him? Right. No, I know. So Marissa and Ryan, they show up to the beach and Johnny's on the rocks. And Marissa is hugging Caitlin down by the sand. And Ryan climbs up and he's trying to get Johnny to calm down and to come off the rocks. And Johnny is so drunk. And he's like, hey, Marissa, look at this. Ryan's saving me again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and she's so like, true though. Like every time Johnny gets himself in a rut, it's always over Marissa, and Ryan is always there to save the day. I know, always. And, and he goes, "Oh, so you know, she'll love you even more that you'll save me, just trying to help me." And he's like trying to calm down, trying to calm him down, and then all of a sudden, Johnny falls. He slips. Yep. And I just thought it was so poetic that they chose uh, Fall at Your Feet by James Blunt because it's, like, ironic that he literally fell to, like, where his feet. I know that's disgusting and, like, awful, but I was like, wow, they really did it with that song. I know. Wow. But what's so crazy is that, you know, the bottle, you hear the bottle break. and But then you see Ryan, his hand is is didn't get there in time yeah and then marissa and caitlin are at the bottom and so they see all of this yeah it's awful and then the episode ends and then it ends and so my memory serves me a little different i feel like we maybe saw more of the aftermath in this episode but i obviously it's wrong because that's how the episode closes. So at this point, yes, he doesn't necessarily have to be dead. He could be in a coma. Right. He could be amazingly saved. Like I, it doesn't, you don't really know. Correct. So, so much. So much. So I feel like it was a quick episode though. For I, some agree. Reason. Like, I agree. Maybe because the scenes are condensed so much. It's like you just have the Sandy Kirsten and then it's like a very quick Neil and Julie and then mostly the kids, but mostly obviously the Johnny stuff. So yeah, it was good. I liked this episode. Yeah, I liked it too. And I feel like again, it, I don't know. I, as I'm watching it, I'm like, wow, Marissa is still my favorite. Me too. I'm sticking by what I said last week. Me too. How Marissa is my favorite character. Yeah. All right. So we have a lot of comments sent in from our people. So we'll take a little break and we'll be back. Hey, all. This is Cindy from Dummy World. Together with my co-host, Kelly, we examine the underbelly of society. From true crime to urban legends to cults and beyond, Dummy World supplies your weekly fix of the dark side of life. New episodes air Monday. Find Dummy World where your favorite podcasts live. And we're back. Hope you had a, had a nice little break. We're going to start, as we always, with our girl, Tish. Latisha underscore Dominique on Instagram. Hey, ladies. Hope you're staying safe. And happy early birthday to both of you. Oh, thank you, girl. Thanks, we love Tish. You. 
Thank you so much. And in my head, I'm like, how'd she know that? <laughs> right. Like, oh. I mean, she's been only been with us for like four years, I guess. So, but also your newsletter that you do every month. Lucy. Oh yes, that too. I forgot about that. Yes. Thank you, Letitia. <laughs> Thank you. Here's my trivia along with a comment and after dark comment. Yes, yes. This episode has a 7.8 on IMDb and a 9.6 on TV.com rating. Wow, okay. Although they didn't interact much on the set of The OC, Morana Karen, who plays Maya... Yeah. She is married to Ben McKenzie in real life. Right, right. Yeah. So funny. They also appear in Gotham together. Yes, they do. Comment. So lately, I have been thinking about this question, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I also hate it when interviewers or people in general ask me that question. Given that I just graduated university, I get that question all the time. Yep. Ten years, I never would have thought my life would be the way it is now. I mean, ten years ago, I had a general idea, but the reality looks a lot different, and I have a vague idea of what I want in ten years from now. But I do agree with Seth. I just want to be happy. I agree with you, Tish. Definitely. And then she has comments for After Dark. Thank you, Tish. Thanks, Tish. We're going to move over to... At AAW3115 on Instagram, she sent us a bunch, which is awesome. Yes. Uh, let me just scroll up. She's like, she said, you know, self-quarantine allows for, <laughs> for lots of comments. Good morning, ladies. Happy remote recording day. I'm interested to see how this works. Me too. Same. <laughs> We're interested too. <laughs> As the world becomes an increasingly crazy place right now, your podcast and the OC has provided a nice escape. Oh, I'm glad. Thank you. So I thank you so much for that. I hope you all and your families are happy and healthy and stay that way. Same. Thank you. You too. Okay. Ah, the cliffhanger. Such an uncomfortable episode. (laughs) It makes me so uneasy. At least parts of it do. There is a lot that went on in this episode in every storyline. That's true. Yeah. I have to say I'm so disappointed in Seth and Sandy right now. Huh. Sandy. Yeah. There is so much lying going on. Hmm. Uh, Okay. I guess because he doesn't... Kirsten doesn't fully know, but that she does. Yeah. Uh, Both Seth and Sandy just look so defeated and ashamed, and they both need a little dose of the truth. I Mm. think they are turning into something they fear. Okay. That makes sense. What advice would you give to them in their current situations? Well, I I would just tell Sandy to go with his gut because his gut never seared him wrong in the past, really. And also what Kirsten said to him of don't let the relationship affect what you're working towards. I would just go with that. Yeah. And Seth, being a teenager is rough. (laughs) It's the worst. Being a teenager is the worst. And like having the jitters and being afraid to lose what you have to go off to school or potentially not get it. Like he could potentially not even get into the school, but like to, to the unknown, it's, it's very scary. It's extremely scary. It is. And summer, as much as I love her, she's a lot. She is a lot. Yeah. And she is just better at adapting apparently than Seth is. Yeah. So he just has to just pull the bandaid off and like either he's going to put his, both feet in and try and really 
get into Brown or at least get into a school because he can't not go to college unless he chooses not to go. But that's not his plan. He always wanted to go away to school. Right. But I mean, he just she's got to jump with two feet in. This is this is life. It sucks to go to college, but it's also really exciting. Yes. If you ever been in a similar situation where you were afraid and ashamed and hiding things from your significant significant other, how did you break the spiral? <laughs> you just got to rip you just got to rip that bandaid off. Oh my goodness, what a loaded question. Yeah, it's totally a loaded question, but it they know that something is wrong. So you holding it in continually doesn't help and you'll just feel so much better when you do actually reveal the truth, whether it's really hard to do or it's, it's a hard situation. I also, I feel like in my past relationship in high school, my main one, which you know what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, I feel like I was summer in that situation because I didn't really need to hide anything. My significant other was constantly hiding things. Right, right, yeah. And I was constantly went down this crazy spiral of snooping and trying to find out things. It was just unhealthy. So unhealthy, yeah. And so the main thing is just to be honest and really but it's hard when you're young and you haven't fully when you don't have the confidence to truly be yourself aware it's hard to come forward you know yes definitely now that marissa johnny ryan triangle i guess you put caitlin it's a square (laughs) i'm proud of ryan and johnny for finally being so blunt and honest marissa doesn't seem to get anything except um upfront honesty what feelings do you think Marissa has for Johnny? If I don't, if any, is true. Like in the beginning when we first, someone brought it up. I don't know if it was Alicia or someone else, but they did say, like, oh, I, we know Marissa likes, uh, likes Johnny. And you and I were like, wait, she doesn't have feelings for him. But I think, honestly, what I think got in her head the most was Caitlin. Caitlin was just like, I feel like forcing her to feel more than she actually does or like make her like second guess herself yeah because to the audience she just seems like she just cares about him as a person cares about his well-being wants him to be safe also as we talked about in the past every situation that has been shitty in his life in the present has directly been ineffective from her so (laughs) she feels responsible and I think she just that's what it is. It's just a responsibility to know this person, to be in this person's life, to owe them something maybe. So I think that that's what she's feeling. I don't think she, I think maybe she likes the fact that this person does care about her so much. Like I've said in the past, maybe she likes this feeling of someone loving her and she likes the attention of it, whether she wants to admit that or not, but like everyone likes the attention of someone, right? Like, Right. And like we we talked about it last week, too, is that that was her friend that had nothing to do with her past. It was something new. It was a connection. And I know we we go back and forth of saying like, oh, they haven't known each other that long. Why are they still friends? But they have gone through a lot. Right. And she was able to open up 100 percent with him about everything that happened with Trey. So that was extremely important to her. Exactly. And it's something that Ryan is like not grasping. He's like, oh, why why are you putting so much weight into this? And she's like, well, I 
put a lot of emotional baggage on this person. Right. And I feel like we have a connection and he understands what I went through and I understand what he went through. But as much as I, I think she does deep down feel a connection for him, but I don't think it was ever going to be romantic in her mind. Like it just never was Agreed. Near the end of the episode, why do you girls think it takes her so long to just say to Ryan, I choose you? How about an I love you? Again, another opportunity for the characters to share that sentiment and nothing. I don't get it. You're so right. It's so true. She says, do you think Ryan and Marissa handled the situation well? And how do you move forward as a couple if you are Ryan? I mean, Do I think they handled it well? I think Marissa was trying to handle it as best as possible. But like we said prior, like Ryan just wasn't allowing her to let him hear what she had to say. Yeah. um, Which you need to always have open, honest communication with your partner. And so if you're getting shut down before you can even speak, I think there's a problem there. Yes. Um, Agreed. And yes, going back to the fact uh, like she could have said, I love you. I don't love Johnny. Why didn't she say that? I that know. That my mind. Because we never really see them say those words. No, we really don't. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting. I wonder, I'd like to talk to Josh Schwartz about this. Why, <laughs> <laughs> why he felt this path for these two characters. Because this is something we have talked about. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Alicia that brought it up in the yeah. past about it. So it's like true. Like why couldn't she just say ryan i love you i'm in love with you we're we're together and I, that's how i want to be but she doesn't say that i know she, she does wait i know she just says it to caitlin of i love ryan yeah it's like well yeah maybe it's something where if the writers thought that teenagers weren't consistently telling each other that they love them you know what I mean? like saying i love yeah. you consistently to each other i mean i feel like I wish I remembered the first time I said I love you to my first boyfriend, but I don't know if we said it constantly. Right. I don't know. I think you kind of don't, once you said it, you kind of don't want to throw it around a lot. Because true, true. either you don't want to seem really, not pushy, what's the word I'm looking for? Like really overbearing oh yeah i guess so like oh and remember i love you and i love you i love you love you so maybe it's like just too much too much it's too much it's all too much (laughs) Uh, she also sent some after dark stuff which i will read later cool Moving on to at Moonshik on Instagram. Hey, ladies. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Les. Happy St. Patrick's Day, guys. (laughs) Glad you decided to record the podcast, but in a safe way. Thank you. Marissa, Marissa, I thought Ryan was bad with words. I mean, if I was in that situation, no, I don't love Johnny. No, I don't have feelings for Johnny. And I am not confused for Johnny because I have Ryan. Mm -hmm. I also, though, after... We've now read a couple of comments and we talked about it. I could see Ryan finally snapping. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. Like I'm sick of all this shit, and now Caitlin's in his brain. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if she would have just told Ryan this since the beginning, they wouldn't have fought. Hmm. I don't think Chili should have meddled and just let Johnny be sad instead of telling him to go for it and tell Marissa again how he feels, or that Caitlin should have questioned him. Yeah, I think Chili was just trying to be Johnny's best friend. Agreed. And he's like, I see my friend is hurting, so 
hey, why not? Like, what's the worst that could happen? Right. At <laughs> least she you know. You she doesn't love you back. That's it. I get she was trying to get Marissa to admit whatever she felt, but to push Johnny to keep thinking what he had a chance with Marissa is what I felt led to him to go and tell her how he felt again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, her, that's true. Yeah, and her hesitation didn't help. So when he gets the rejection letter, his dumbass thought the best thing to do was to go get drunk and then climb up a cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was too drunk to even realize how bad the situation was because he almost fell once, and all he cared about was the bottle instead of having some type of wake-up call. Yes, yeah, true. Very true. That is true. He could have fallen. I don't think there was no saving Johnny. With the falling. Uh, The scene at the restaurant when Julie is spying on Neil and looks so obvious in that dark outfit (laughs) was hilarious until she embarrassed and she found out she was there. I'm glad she went. He went to look for her. She looked so sad when she opened the door. Yeah, she was crying while she was making her uh, hot pocket. I know. If you were Summer and Seth was acting weird, would you have gone uh, through his things? To see what was up, I know I would have. I don't know if I would. I I was just, who was I having this conversation with? I think just, I don't know, I was talking to one of my friends this week about how I'm such a goody-goody and I never, like, go through anything that's not mine. Right. Because I just would never go through someone's private things. I think I would probably just question the hell out of them. Me too. I'd just be like... Each day, each minute, like, are you sure something's not up? Something's wrong here? And then wait for it to come to a head. Right. How would you have handled the Johnny situation? Do you think it was right for Marissa to just leave him a letter? I mean, again, we don't know what's in the letter. (laughs) Uh, But I guess she was just so done at that point trying to, like, explain her emotions. That was, like, the only way she knew how to. I guess. So, no, I don't blame her for that. I think that she needed to get out her feelings and she needed Ryan to know that she's for him and that Johnny should give it up at this point. And and I feel that Marissa knows she can't say no to Johnny in person. Right, right. Because they've tried all these episodes already. (laughs) So true. So her writing a letter and truly getting out, I think, was the right way to do it. Right. And does he yell something like, oh, we're just best friends or something on the the cliff? So she must have said, obviously, something of that nature. Which I kind of can see that they're best friends. Yeah. Except his was always, like, ulterior motive. Like, he does very much care about her, but... I think it underlies because he's in love with her. Right. Yeah. Uh, moving over to at and Shelton 516. Nicole is a hey, newbie. Nicole. She's a newbie watcher. Comments and questions for the cliffhanger. First off, I do not like Johnny's look with the moppy hair and oversized <laughs> jeans and shirts. To me, there's no comparison to Ryan and my right list. Hashtag oh, thirsty. So right. So, so right. I'm a little confused why Johnny went over to see Ryan when he told him that he told Marissa he loved her. Did he think Marissa... and everyone else. Yeah. (laughs) Did he think Marissa would choose him? And did he want to tell Ryan... And he wanted to tell Ryan sorry for that? Right, like, to kind of clear the air. Like, I told Marissa that I love her. So, 
but at that point, like Johnny wanted Marissa, wanted Marissa to contemplate it, wanted to think about it, even though she really didn't have to think very hard. So maybe that was his way of like, Marissa might choose me. So like, let's just clear the air. I didn't even think about it that way until now. So yeah, uh, Caitlin hasn't been my favorite the last couple episodes, but I did like her ice cream speech with Marissa. Mm-hmm was pretty wise for her age. She's talking about what we talked about, the Baskin-Robbins, about how Marissa could never choose a flavor, and Caitlin always knew her flavor. Right. What is a gold ribbon something? I know the flavor, but I can't think of what it's called right now. I wish we could have heard the actual letter Marissa wrote to Johnny. Yes. I mean, I'm sure it said, I don't love you, yada, yada, but it obviously put him over the edge, literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Yeah, I would have liked that. I almost didn't remember if they did like a voiceover of her reading the letter to him, but whatever. If you were Caitlin, what would you have done in the situation when Johnny was climbing up the cliff? I probably would have ran after him and like literally yanked him off of the cliff before he could even get up high enough. Same. And I... If I did, couldn't succeed that way, I probably would have called Marissa. Then at that point, yeah, before it escalated, because she knew he wasn't in the right frame of mind. As soon as he starts, like, holding the bottle, going to climb up, she knew something was off. So, but then, like, you can't blame her. She is a child. She doesn't know what to do in the situation. Plus, she was drinking a little bit, too. So, obviously, she was a little impaired. He was very much so. Yes. Uh, and then she says, thanks, ladies. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. you. Yes, Nicole, you too. <laughs> We're going to go over to Dell underscore Vasto, our buddy, Michael. Michael. Hey, Michelle and Liz and Liam and or aunt if they're in the room. Thank you. I actually, I am by myself right now. Aunt and the cats are in the bedroom. Aww. So it's just me and Liz virtually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So here we are, finally at the episode we've, or at least I have been waiting for. <laughs> I remember after this episode aired, going on MSN and talking to my best friend about it. We discussed how the title was so fitting since we were left with a cliffhanger ending and Johnny on a cliff. It's very true. As I said last week, this is my second favorite episode of the season, with the finale being my favorite. Mm -hmm. It is such a pivotal point in the series where things start to spiral downwards very fast. That's so true. We had Chili back in this episode. Where has he been the whole time? I know. Johnny could have been hanging out with him instead of Caitlin. Right. He needed somewhat another out, like another source of company, because then he wouldn't have been so heavily involved in Caitlin, who is a stem of Marissa. So it's like he's just wrapping himself in this huge, tight weave and he cannot get himself out of it <laughs> i know he, he needs to like go somewhere he needs to get out of the Coop- cooper web so true he gave johnny good advice to take his shot with marissa it helped move the plot along because as a viewer this plot was getting a bit stale annoying yes very much so marissa should have rejected him in person instead of using a note and telling him they're just friends Well, we talked about that. She unintentionally led Johnny on knowing how he felt. Yes, which we have discussed in the past. She is Marissa, so she's so nice to a fault. Yeah, exactly. And she doesn't realize when things need to be kind of stopped. Yeah, and I don't think he believed 
And I, th- I think he believed he had a chance with her. Yeah, same. Now, not only does Marissa have PTSD from the shooting, she also has the image of her friend falling to the ground right in front of her. I thought right. that too. I was like, right, another thing. My goodness, Marissa. I don't get why Caitlin is not back in school. <laughs> Ryan asked her and she said she's on midwinter break. Is that a real thing? It has to be around February, March in the show. So for her to be in break doesn't make sense to me. It's true, but... Private school? I don't know, boarding school? I like the conversation between Kiki and Juju where Kiki said she learned some scheming by hanging out with Juju all these years. And then later in the episode, Juju said she should have leave the scheming up to Julie Cooper. Mm -hmm. Random side note. Did you notice when Summer went back into Seth's room and found the weed, there is a snowboard up against his wall? Since when no. has Seth ever gone snowboarding? I thought that was really random. Oh, I, love- I didn't notice that. But No, I didn't notice that either. I feel like if you guys notice weird things in the background, can you send to us? Yeah, send a screenshot. Can even. that be a thing? Like, send- just send weird, just send like a blurry screenshot. I just want to see random things in backgrounds. <laughs> I'm glad you guys enjoyed the content I shared for last week's After Dark. Unfortunately, I don't have any comments or questions for After Dark this week. Until next week, Mike. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. I really appreciate your questions. It truly means everything. Everything. So that's all our questions and comments for now. I just want to shout out some music. We had music from MCraft, Rock Kills Kid, James Blunt, Senza, and Black Flag. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> How about some fashion? Fashion. Well, we started out the episode saying we loved Sandy's robe. Love Such it. a plush, comfy robe. Also, you can't go wrong with a leather jacket on Ryan. Always looks good. And every time I see it, even though it's the same, I don't care. He still looks good. I had that down too. <laughs> I also like Seth's track jacket because I feel it's very fitting for him. Very Seth. I liked Marissa's headband. Me too. I love that on her. Her hair looks so pretty like that. Yeah, her hair was much, I liked it the way it was styled and blown out. Yeah, me too. I liked it a lot better this episode. I liked Julie's pink dress. Mm-hmm. And I liked her spy outfit. Oh, my God. I loved that whole outfit with the sunglasses and the schmatha around her oh head. I, I freaking love her so much. It's, I just love her. It's so good. That's all I really have for fashion. Me, too. I didn't have much this episode. Okay. Uh, some quotes? Yes. Um, you would tell me, right? Oh, Sandy. Uh, hey, Marissa, want to see Ryan save me again? Johnny. Oh, God, that's awful. Are you the only one in this family allowed to brood? <laughs> Story of my life. I like a guy. He likes my sister, Caitlin. Oh, Caitlin. Um, I'm not mad. Do I look mad? Marissa. <laughs> oh, no. The Atwood grunt, Seth. I loved that. Yeah. I love that. Aloof but thoughtful, yes. says Kiki. So I'm Julie. And then she goes, you're sneakier than I thought, Kirsten Cohen. Yes, I also had that. Um, this is just sister stuff. I put that in quotations. Mm-hmm. From now on, we do things the Julie Cooper way. Yes, I also had that. I love that quote. Um, and then I had, you could be manipulative, aggressive, stretch the truth. But when I'm not around you, I miss you. Oh, I love that. Oh, you know, I loved when Kirsten's like, feel like a bagel. I'm like, yes, all the time. 
<laughs> or just deceit spiral. I love when, when Summer said that I literally went <laughs> like out loud. Oh gosh. So good. How are your MVP and shittiest? Really difficult. Really, really difficult. Yeah. Uh, I have like two for each, but I guess I'll go with like one who I think is most desire like deserving of the title. So Okay. So. I could do it. I could do it. <laughs> All right, on three, two, one. Mm-hmm. All right, three, three two, two, one. one. Julie, Marissa. Oh. <laughs> that was harder than you thought, guys. <laughs> Is there a delay? Same. Um, okay, you picked Julie. I did, and the only reason I chose her is because she didn't really do anything admirable. I just really enjoyed her this episode. I thought she was very funny, and I like that hashtag newly is gonna happen me too i certainly enjoyed her this that much as well because she is the comic relief as we say in in most episodes these days um but i chose marissa because i felt like i don't know i just i just love her i think she's she's doing the best she absolutely can she doesn't realize that she's doing things we always talk about this she doesn't realize what she's doing yes yes I like that she just, she tried to own up to everything. I feel like I'm glad that she did admit to herself a little bit that, yes, she knows that she does feel something for Johnny, but she doesn't really know exactly what that is. And I think she's known that this whole time, but it came to like a head this episode when Ryan was like, you need to figure it out. You need to choose. And even Caitlin's like, you need to choose. And her thought process this whole time was like, well, why do I have to choose? I can't, can't I just have both? But it's obvious that she can't because they both both feel they both love her. So she can't give her attention equally. There's no way she could possibly do that. So I'm glad that it all came to a head. Yes, me too. But also like a little blue ribbon was Ryan. He really pissed me off mostly in the episode. But then when he said, we're coming in the car now, I was like, well, there he goes. That's I know. it. I had to throw in my towel because he's so admirable, admirable at all times. Yeah. Always, even though he's mad still always does the right thing he and does. you gotta you gotta give him props for that and he does i mean he loves marissa and uh, yes it's like when him and justin caitlin's boy toy when he says oh you have a thing for a cooper woman like i know what it's like I to know, fall yeah so he's just obviously always going to be there and he's a natural fixer and helper so yeah definitely uh your shittiest yeah, gonna, I think I'm going to go with this person instead. This is my my gut feeling. Okay. All ready? Yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one. one. Caitlin. Oh, Seth I is almost, so good. I almost went with Caitlin. I almost, almost went with her. Damn it. You know, because Caitlin I chose because even though I felt I liked the truth that she was giving to Marissa and trying to help her, like, you need to decide. But also, I don't like how Caitlin's going about this. And I don't really understand why she needs to keep like rocking the boat here. Mm-hmm. So, but Seth is a great option. Yeah. I almost did pick Caitlin initially, but then the more I watched it, the more Seth was bothering me because he's not telling the truth. He's not owning up to anything. And like, I get he's hurt and he's scared, but like lean on your partner. Like they, they can help you. And so him, Hiding everything really bothered me, but definitely Caitlin because she stirred the pot as of last week, the pot stirred. <laughs> I understand more where she's coming from being so young and also as 
Marissa said, even in the episode, we kind of didn't touch upon it. But Marissa's like, oh, does this have to do with me and you being in my shadow? And Caitlin's like, no, I don't want a family therapy session here. Like, I just want to talk to you. But, like, maybe they should have a family session because they both need to talk about things. Agreed. Very much so. Agreed. But, yeah. Good choice. Seth thank was you. really good. I wish I chose Seth. <laughs> oh, well, you can pretend you chose him. Oh, thank you. I won't tell. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, is it that time of the week? I think so. It's patron of the it's week. Patron of the week. This week, I chose our good friend, Del underscore Vasto, Michael. Michael! Magnificent Michael. Because, as he just said, he sent us so many questions for After Dark last week. We loved reading them on the podcast, as do we with every single person that sends any question or comment, regardless if it's spoilery or not. But we just really appreciate him supporting the network. He's always on Patreon, giving us comments for Riverpod, giving us comments for Gossip Girl. And we just want to say thank you. And we love having you in this little family. You always give us these really cool tidbits and like behind the scenes stuff. And we are loving it. So thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. You're great. You're so good. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Oh, haiku. I'm so excited. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Here's your haiku for season three, episode 15, the heavy lifting. Oh, sadness and darkness as things need to be sorted. Strained relationships. Well, <laughs> well, Michelle and I on break were talking. I 100% know the aftermath of what happens in this episode. So I can predict sad things to come. Um, the strain has to be Ryan and Marissa. I mean, you can't ignore the fact that they are going through something that needs to be addressed and they're not going to get back to being themselves if they don't like have a true sit down and realize like what their issues are because I feel like they've just been ignoring it as we do as couples like you just put it under the rug until it explodes and you need to talk about it so they definitely need to do that Summer and Seth they also need to do the same freaking thing because Seth has been lying this whole time he finally did come out clean to Summer saying that he didn't go to the interview with Brown. Maybe she'll help him potentially get a new interview. He does touch upon that. Maybe he would like to get a new interview with the, uh, what's the guy's name? <laughs> Shelly. Shelly. Thank yeah. you, Shelly. Yeah. Um, so that has to happen. Yeah. And then now this whole Matt thing, I feel like, can we trust him? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right. And like Maya, how significant is she? Right. Like, you know? is she is she going to play a bigger part in this? Right. And who, does he actually have feelings for her? Is right. he just using her? We don't know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm excited to see it play out. Um, I think Mike said it best, like, this episode and even the episode prior is, like, the turning point of season three. Like, shit just literally goes downhill from here. Sorry not to spoil anything for anyone, but... It gets really, it gets really heavy and gets really difficult for our characters, and it's hard to watch. Just like tonight was hard to watch with the whole Johnny thing, like seeing him at his wits' end and just giving up on himself. So, it just, 
it's gonna be tough guys we're gonna be we're all in this together now <laughs> just like the corona we're all in this together <laughs> we're all in this together exactly it's <laughs> so funny i mean not funny what's happening but well you have to laugh at it because then you'll cry right yeah right exactly <laughs> all right so let's see you did a beautiful job of making your little predictions and notes thank you uh, we want to thank everybody for listening and joining us this week. Hopefully, we're going to do our magic and we'll sound like we are together. Yes, definitely. And if not, then anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode as we discuss the cliffhanger. If you are enjoying what you're hearing and if you have any questions or comments, concerns, send it our way. We're Let's Talk OC on all social media platforms. If you would like to email us, let's talk OC at gmail.com. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. Yes, welcome. Stay tuned. If you are an OG watcher, we have an After Dark After Hours segment where we talk all spoilers and things to come. So much fun. We just want to keep it in the main show area, spoiler free. Right. And, uh, if you are an Apple Podcast listener and you are enjoying the show, we would love to hear from you. If you'd like to give us a review and a rating, five stars is pretty great. No pretty pressure, good. but it would really mean the world to us. So stay healthy, stay safe, stay happy. Try not to go too <laughs> stir crazy. And we will be back next week with the heavy lifting. Oh. Here we are. Let the hair down. Here we go. Yeah, right. We're ready to discuss we are Johnny's death. Johnny's death. Okay, so like Mike said, the fact that Marissa just watched her friend die is insane. It's detrimental at this point in her life. Like this was the absolute last thing Marissa Cooper in her life it's just she has dealt and overcome so much shit and from now on unfortunately it just gets worse for her just keeps going and like there's nobody there really that from what I remember that like really supports her truly doesn't really understand how to kind of deal with everything that she's been going through and obviously I know that Ryan and her split and she dates Volchuk and Ooh, that is just, we haven't seen him in a while, so to see him again is going to be really strange, I think. Well, we see um, him and Sadie next episode. Oh, we do? We do. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so remind me. Yeah. Do Mar Ryan and Marissa kind of just end things next episode then? See, that I'm not too sure on. I don't really remember. I was just trying to read synopsis and trying to you know understand what's happening next episode mm. i it's definitely a strain in their relationship because volchuk appears and ryan doesn't understand why like marissa's talking to him so right. that whether that's next episode like i know that's how it starts and then obviously ryan and sadie build up a relationship right, right, yeah so we have questions awesome. and comments so i'm going to start with at AAW3115. If you were a new watcher, would you have expected Johnny to die? Was no. it was this necessary? <laughs> was it necessary? Um well if we discuss like how we generally discuss we the downfall of Marissa, were the writers planning on doing that? Um 
yeah, obviously it was necessary to that point. But no, I honestly, when you watched it again, when I've watched it tonight, I was like, oh shit, you really, it could either go, it could go either way. Like he, he doesn't necessarily have to die. Right. But then we do know he does. Yeah. She says, I know no one is responsible because it was an accident, but I can't decide if I feel this is more Caitlin's influence or Marissa's. Or Marissa's. Yeah. Same. I, uh, it's hard. <laughs> I don't think it's right to put pressure on that it's either one of their influences or faults like she said it's no one's responsible but the fact it's johnny's influence on himself right and like coping mechanisms of dealing with things that are really hard in life and so yeah someone who hurts you deaf like devast and devastates you enough where you're so down on yourself and you feel like my, the only answer is to drink and then go out with her sister. Like, right. And not for not nothing, but this is the first time we see Johnny seek out Caitlin. Right. The first time that he's like, Hey, I'm reaching out to you. Yeah. Where she has always been the one like jumping down his throat every five seconds. Right. Poor Marissa. This is the beginning of her unfortunate spiral. It's so sad to watch. And I'm kind of upset that it's coming. She's come yeah. so far to come into a dark place. It's so true. And lastly, I've been trying to find where I read this, but I read an interview with Misha in the fall, I think, where she said she would be on board for an OC reboot, something about you don't see Marissa's funeral or body, and that it would be very Marissa for her to fake her own death to escape. Oh, my God. I have seen Misha when The Hills came out. I think we talked about this, too, about her talking about, like, she'd be down. Yeah, she's like, I want to reconnect with my old castmates because, obviously, they've had such a strained relationship throughout the years. And so I remember that going on, and I remember her saying she would be into it. But as you said in the past, like, the rest of them are just not. <laughs> she does send the article, so just go into the DMs and read the article. Oh, okay, yeah, definitely. They have a chance. And then she goes, what do you think about the things Misha had to say about Marissa I don't agree with what she said about Marissa that her dying was so her I think seeing Marissa sustain some growth and get through it would have been nice to see right I mean I remember the first time around watching it I said that oh this is so Marissa to die it's so Marissa because I felt like her character as you guys know has was bothering me so much and I was like, oh, of course Marissa dies. Of course she does. But also I didn't know that going into watching the series to begin with. So it was hard for me to really formulate an opinion on that because I knew it was ultimately going to end for her. So it was hard to say for me. But I'm here. I'm curious to see like what Nicole would say about it. Like her first time. Yes. Around, yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Okay, I just finished listening to the last podcast. I have some additional OC After Dark commentary. Sure. Other shows where they killed off the main character. So she goes to say Charmed. Yeah, well, they did that for another reason. There was a lot of animosity on the, on the with the cast then. So uh, it was vital. It was a really bad, awful thing. Yeah, she says, do you think today so much teenage death would happen on television? Thinking because of school shootings and teen mental health issues, I teach high school, it's so bad. It is bad. Um, and I honestly think they show it even more so now. You do? With like 13 Reasons Why and those type of shows, heavy shows that now we have platforms where 
everyone is so accessible to them and they could do literally whatever they want with this material. So it's, it's not like an after school special anymore. It's like real life situations and the teenagers and kids growing up watch that and they bring it to their parents' attention or their teacher's attention. And they're like, well, so-and-so, you know, killed themselves like this. And like, I think that would be really cool. It's like, okay, something needs to be done here. I don't know what it is, Yeah. but I think they're, they're more inclined to put things out there because it's so realistic. And I think they want to kind of like build up our kids' self-awareness and like the world, like what's going on in the world. Um, but if I could just spiraled into like a weird conversation with myself, but, (laughs) um, yeah, I think that they're, they're more inclined to do things like that now than they were then. So for them to kill off a main character or two, two kids, like we talked about last week, um, was really big for them at the time, I think. Yeah, she says, I think Marissa is very much a product of who she is around. When she's not with Brian, she tends to give in more of her wild ways, drinking, Definitely. partying, and when she is with full Chuck, she completely gives in to her vices. Yeah, Whereas she does. you never really see her drink or party outside of season one when she is with Ryan. Thank you. It's very true. It's so it's very true. true Tish. Let's move hey, over to Tishy. Tish. After Dark Michelle, you mentioned seeing some spoiler leading up to season three finale. Well, it's a known thing that an hour before the finale, Misha spoiled the fact that Marissa was going to die. Okay. Prior to Marissa dying, there were rumors floating around that she was going to get killed off. About an hour before the episode aired, Misha was doing an Access Hollywood interview where she said, and I quote, It's true, it's true, my character dies. My character has been through so much, and there's really nothing more left for her to do. Hmm. Mm. So she was doing a taped interview at that point? I guess so. And maybe, like, the people on set or something, like, leaked the fact that she said that? I, I guess so. Yeah. Wow. That sucks, man. Yeah. So, like, maybe she didn't do it. Like, everyone was like, oh, she hated it and she wanted to, you know, spoil it for everyone. But honestly, I think what for one sounds like to me, someone else leaked that. Right. What she had to say, even though she did say it. But whatever. So, TV show always. <laughs> yeah, same. And I know Mike, he said he didn't have any After Dark or comments for this week. But he did leave a comment yesterday. He's saying... He said in After Dark, you, Michelle, you couldn't remember if it was spoiled about Maris, Marissa's death. The preview they aired for the finale, they told us that someone was going to die. Yes, I did read that in the DMs. So. Yeah. Oh, okay, so we didn't yes. know. Um, couldn't remember who at the it t- would be, who but someone does be. die. I ended up watching her interview that he sent us. How yes. like Misha approved of killing? Did you watch that interview? She's so awkward. I didn't awkward. actually. I went. I went <laughs> to go watch it, and then it froze. Like my internet connection was bad, oh, and okay. then I got distracted doing something else. But yeah. I definitely do want to watch it. Yeah. Uh, at Muse Chick, we all know Marissa is going to spiral after this, and her and Ryan are done. I yeah. do remember that she turns Volchuk down many times, even after he helps her, and he keeps pursuing her. Okay, interesting. I have to, I'm trying to recall what happens. He does try not to be a good person, but with her, he's a bit different until, of course, he takes her down with him for a while. 
Right, right, yeah. He seemed very uncomfortable around her friends, which made me think they wouldn't last. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. Definitely. Besides her just pushing everyone away, do you think Marissa finally gave Volchuk a chance because Ryan and Sadie were hanging out a lot, or did she use him? I think, see, like, I can't wait to discuss that once I rewatch and it's fresh. Mm-hmm, right. Because I think she just gets to a dark place dealing with all of this. Right, same. Like, I really don't remember. Obviously, I remember when they bring in Sadie with everything, but I don't know if that's what made Marissa feel like she had to jump to Volchuk. Right. But, again, like, I'm excited to watch because this, for some reason, like, this part of the show, I remember more so. Yeah. But also, I feel like maybe my memory doesn't serve me that the correct way so i'm i want to watch it again yeah uh also since the last time you mentioned that marissa's death was something that was planned do you think this is why taylor and summer became really close friends in season three taylor is hmm. there for summer not marissa she becomes very important in the rest of the cast and obviously four so i think they obviously were just going to use autumn because she, one she's a great actress and she was right. good on set like they said and it's like you know, they, they're already building up that Taylor and Summer and Seth do become closer friends. Right, right. So why wouldn't they utilize her, especially when Marissa gets dark? Right. So now she's more of like the light and everyone's concerned about Marissa, but no one really knows what to do. And so like they kind of develop Taylor's character more. And then obviously in season four, even more so. Right. Exactly. So yeah, they probably... That was their plan all along with once they they needed to fill the void of having like the fourth main character in there. So I guess they had to figure out some way of bringing Taylor into the mix. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, That's all our questions and comments from our homies. Thank you, guys. So, yeah, I'm excited for Sadie again. Me too. And you really liked her. I really liked her because, again, I have mentioned this so many times, but... I never was a huge fan of Ryan and Marissa dating. So when he dates anyone else, I like it. Except for maybe Teresa. I wasn't like the biggest fan of him and Teresa, but uh, I really liked Sadie. I really liked their relationship. And even though it is short-lived, I do enjoy it because it's something different. It's so funny to me because I love Teresa. I thought she was just so... I like. I don't know if I loved her with Ryan, but I always liked her as a person. Yeah, I like her character, but I don't know if her and Ryan were really going to be <laughs> the uh, the end game there. But <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm telling you, man, we're like reaching probably like we said, we're reaching the downfall, and then we're also reaching Ant's favorite part of the OC. <laughs> Oh, my God. And he was telling me, I was like, I want you to come be a guest. We're getting to the Volchuk heavy. He's like, oh, man, this is like when it gets so good. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. So no everyone's so uncomfortable watching it because it's like so much shit happens. And then, like, they pick her up again. And then yeah. ultimately everyone knows what happens in the last episode. But it, as, an, as an audience member, like, I don't want to watch this. I really don't. Like, I didn't want to watch this episode because, I know. you know, it's it's all sad. It's just so much sadness. And as much as you hate Johnny, you never want to see a kid die. And so that's it's just really, really, really sad. It's funny, it's though. Sad. I think in terms of side characters and secondary characters, I don't hate Johnny. Like, I no. definitely disliked Lindsay more. Same. I felt like her purpose was 
she served zero purpose on the show. <laughs> but, you know, that's yeah. just my humble opinion. But for Johnny, I feel like... He's just sad. He's, sad he's just sack. a sad sack. He's always been the sad sack. Yeah. At least he's been consistent from day one. That's but true. he just, as everyone in the world, falls for Marissa because yeah. she's a just a genuine human and yeah. also she's beautiful and also she's very kind-hearted and true yeah. and honest and so it's like how do you not fall for her right right so he just got he just got wrapped up in the coop he just got wrapped <laughs> up <laughs> the coop spiral and we got wrapped up in the coop too yeah so true <sighs> all right that's all i got for i think this week me too i'm excited for next week to continue going because i, I re- want to re- keep re-remembering the things that are happening. Same. And for you who have seen it so many times, I know you said that season three you don't watch as often. Yeah. Because it is really hard and heavy and not probably the best material on the show. Right. But now that you're watching it again and you get to talk about it, I'm excited for you as well. Well, thanks, Liz. You're welcome. (laughs) All right, my sweet friend. I will, I guess I'll see you on Gossip Girl. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We'll talk on Gossip Girl. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. All right. Okay. Bye. bye. <laughs>